0: Pastor Xavier Reese and the Legacy of Rebellion.
1: Man suppressed and held down the truth about God and unrighteousness and God's wrath was revealed from heaven. Romans chapter 1 is describing what happened to the Tower of Babel and has continued throughout the history of man in rebellion against God. They were willfully ignorant, as Peter says. They knew God. They knew He created everything. They knew He destroyed the world before Adam. And they still rebelled. It's no different today.
0: Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. No matter how smart man gets, the Bible reminds us there's nothing new under the sun. Well, unfortunately, all too often, this seems to be a forgotten truth. Well, today, in his study of the book of Genesis, Pastor Xavier compares the sins of post-flood man and those that occur in the last days. It's time to join him in the book of Genesis for today's message, The Rebel Nimrod. The 70th week of Daniel, the last seven years, will be interrupted
1: by the Antichrist, the man of sin, having absolute power. He will arise on the scene as a man of peace, riding on a white horse with a bow with no arrows, Revelation 6, 1 and 2, as you know. The whole world will hail him. It will be false peace. He will have all seeming solutions, the problems of the world... Daniel eleven twenty one. 21. He will declare himself God, by the way, Daniel eleven thirty six 36 and 37, 2 Thessalonians 2, 4, and Revelation 13, 3 through 6. He is the anti-type, the fulfillment of the type. So the type points to the anti-type, which is the fulfillment. We've had many types, starting with Cain again, Antiochus Epiphany, Mussolini, Hitler. Antiochus Epiphany attempted to destroy the Jewish religion and f- sacrifice a pig on the altar and shove the meat down the priest's uh, throat and defile the temple, the Maccabean period. But the Antichrist is the ultimate fulfillment of all types. He will persecute the woman Israel, as you know, in Revelation 12, 1 through 6, 13 and 17. In the place of Petra, where God has prepared for her, in the last three and a half years, he will pursue her, but God will miraculously protect her, as we saw in the book of Revelation. The Antichrist will have his source directly from Satan. He will be the incarnation of Satan to an extent. Second Thessalonians 2.9, Revelation 11.7. Even as Christ was the incarnation of man, God-man. The man of sin will have absolute power over all the earth, as did Nimrod. He will do according to his will, Daniel tells us. He will exalt and magnify himself above every god. He shall speak blasphemous against the god, meaning Yahweh, of gods. He shall prosper till the wrath has been accomplished, Daniel tells us. He shall honor the god of forces, military power. He shall advance all who acknowledge him and cause them to rule over many he causes all to take his mark on the right hand of the forehead, Revelation 13. You cannot buy, you cannot sell, you cannot do anything without that. He shall divide the land of Israel for gain. He is given authority from Satan, Revelation 13, 2, directly. He is given a time to be manifested the last seven years of tribulation, Revelation 9 through 19, Daniel 9, 27. He is given a kingdom through the religious system, that opposes God, the mother of heart, is Revelation 17. I believe that that instrument will be the Roman Catholic Church, as we've seen and we studied in depth. It's pretty hard to move her from seven hills of Rome. Her address is given in the book of Revelation. Now, I don't think the Antichrist will come from there. I think the false prophet will, but she will be the system. And everybody who's left behind, apostate, Protestants, will come under the umbrella of the Roman Catholic system during that time, but then he will turn around and he will destroy her, as we saw. He can't stand our rivals. He's given power to make war against the saints of the tribulation, overcome them. Those who come to Christ. Re- Revelation twelve and thirteen tells us that he's given a promoter, the false prophet. He'll do miracles. Revelation thirteen. They're going to be quite a duel. He will be cast ultimately into the lake of fire along with his little protege, Revelation nineteen twenty. God wins at the end. The power of Nimrod was used to turn men from God, as will the Antichrist. He's a very important figure right here. I've told you everything in the Bible is in the first eleven chapters of Genesis. Now we look at the perversion of Nimrod, which is in chapter eleven, verse one through nine. Notice verse 1 through 4. Nimrod began his own religion. That's what happened to uh, Scientology. The guy created his own religion, became a millionaire. Interesting. The entire earth was of one language and speech, literally one lip. Verse 1. The language could very well have been Hebrew. There is no reason to dismiss this. For all the names and places pre-Babylon are Hebrew in meaning, all of them. This section is still part of chapter 10. Never divide chapter 10 from 11. It fits probably back in chapter 10, verse 25, in the days of Peleg when the earth was divided. That division is probably a reference to the division of the people at Tower of Babel. It could be an reference to the continental drift, but I think more for sure the Tower of Babel. Chapter 10 declares the genealogies according to their language. In verse 5, 20, and 31. So chapter 10 is already implying that the languages have taken place. Not just one. Chapter 11 continues to give us the genealogy of Shem also. And his descendants leading to Terah, the father of Abraham, without doubt to be able to calculate the years. In chapter 11, verse 10 to 26. So 10 and 11 go together. And as we have seen already earlier, God gives us a general record of Revelation, chapter 1 of Genesis, the creation, and then chapter 2, the details to stick back in. You have the proclamation of Revelation, chapter 10, and the details, chapter 11. They go together. The indictment, notice, was the refusal to disperse throughout the world rather than attempting to Uh, and rather they they built Nimrod's religious system in the land of of Shinar. So God had told them to disperse. They said no. Very clearly here. They journeyed from the east. They found a plain land of Shinar. They dwelt there. Genesis 128, Genesis 9, 1 and 7, before flood, after the flood, God said, be multiply, fill the earth, all of it. They congregate like little rats in the city. That's what happens all the time. Cities are nice when they begin. New home projects are nice when they begin. The problem is that when a lot of people get there, we're bad. Hmm. Their plan, notice their plans were to build a city in the Tower of Babel whose top is in the heavens. Verse 3 and 4. The reference is simply to a system and spiritual resource available to the people. To have access to God through the worship of nature, creation, and the zodiac. The first city builders was Cain. We already saw that in chapter 4, verse 17. And he dedicated it to his son Enoch. As he named it. This is the dedication of heaven and its host, apart from the way God intended it. The life that is separated... From God leads to being one's own God, distorting and corrupting the knowledge of God, self-will. Listen to the words, let us. That's what happens when you move away from God. They were well advanced making their own brick and asphalt for mortar, not like the bricks in Egypt of mud and straw. They were advanced here. That's fired brick. So much for the critics. They've already demonstrated they can build ships, metal. It existed way before, pre-flood. The goal, notice, was to make a name for themselves as a religious center for the civil government of Nimrod's kingdom already established. Verse 4 tells us, pride and rebellion marks the event. And power is the goal in self-glory. The great ziggurat, or stage tower, of Marduk, the temple of Babylon, uh, named Etemenanki, anki consisted of six square stages, one on top of the other, the last one crowned by a small chapel for the god. Excavations of Babylon have revealed important cuneiform texts which give the measurements of the temple and its parts and furnishing valuable information for the reconstruction. And and we've learned so much that the Bible just has revealed and now it's confirmed in so many ways. In fact, before Hussein was dethroned, his whole project, he was going to rebuild Babylon again. He thought that he was the second Nebuchadnezzar. But now he's experiencing kind of like the, hand of God upon him as Nebuchadnezzar became a beast for some seasons uh, he was found in a hole like a beast and he was a clean freak interesting the motive is clearly stated lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth they knew the commands of God that Noah had received filled the earth they knew they knew they were acting in rebellion against God They knew they were about to corrupt the knowledge and the revelation of God. They were establishing a political and religious system for man. And this is the problem with man. Man begins with God and he goes to man. He begins with the knowledge of God and he distorts it. And every religion distorts the true knowledge and revelation of God. Christianity is not a religion. It's a way of life. We do not follow a system. We follow a man, the God-man, Christ Jesus. Notice verse 5 through 9, Nimrod incurred the judgment of God. In verse 5, the judgment of God was based on personal knowledge. The sharp contrast between God, expressed will, and man's self-will should not be missed by the words, but. Man is doing the same. It said, but. Ooh, watch those, those words, But. Uh, that's a sharp contrast. Yahweh came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. Just as he had done prior to the flood, before pronouncing the judgment of the flood, in chapter 6, verse 5 of Genesis, it says, Then the Lord saw the wickedness of man who was great on the earth, and that every intent of his thought of his heart was only evil. Listen, continually. Have things changed? They have not changed. The flood changed nothing. The response of God is in verse 6 of chapter 6. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. Man is sinful. He has not changed. Look at verse 6. The judgment of God was due to man's evil intent. Yahweh understood the unity of their evil and said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language, and this is what they begin to do. It was just a total rebellion against God. Yahweh understood the potential for their evil. Listen to his words. Now nothing that they purpose to do will be withheld from them. If God would not intervene often in history, man would have destroyed himself long ago. Amazing. Verse 7, the judgment of God was to stop the idolaters' work. The plan of Yahweh is declared. Come, let us go down. And there confused. our language, perhaps in mockery of the man saying, come, let's go. And God says, come, let us. <laughs> There's the Trinity again. Genesis 1, Here we have it again. The word "confused," balal, means to mix, mingle, to confuse the languages. The word "Babel" means confusion. There's a play on words. Balal, babel. It's a play on words. Truly, anybody who is rebellious toward God lives a life of confusion. You may think you have your life wired, you got it all together, but at the end of your life, it'll be meaningless. Because you enter eternity, you'll enter separated from God. A life without God is a life of confusion. And we do everything to convince ourselves that we've got it together and that we got everything under control. And the truth is, we have no control of anything except our own will to bow to God. The purpose of Yahweh is also declared that they may not understand one another's speech. Without being able to communicate, they could not be united. Without being united, they could not continue the work. So God miraculously confused the languages. The judgment of God was to disperse the people then throughout the earth and scatter them throughout the world as God had commanded in the first place. And so the scattering of the people over all the face of the earth is ascribed to God, not to the people. Verse 8, mark it well. It's ascribed to God. The original intent of God was now fulfilled. He's in control. The work of building the city ceased. God rejected their system, God condemned their self will. And look at verse 9. The judgment of God was memorialized. By who? By the people. Listen. The people acknowledged that Yahweh had judged them by confusing the one language, naming the city Babel. Mixture confusion. The tower and city of Babel represented rebellion against God by self-will to be remembered as confusion. This is the third time man has failed God in rebellion. Adam was first, then the world of Noah, and now we have Nimrod, the tower of Babel. The people recognize it was God who sent them throughout the earth. Again, the end of verse 9 there. The languages of the world are interesting in that most can be traced to each other they're, as they do the studies. They're, they're tied together. There are some that have no, no relationship, but, but for the most part, the possibility that the Hebrew language was the original language is not far-fetched as it may seem at first. The Mayans, I was down in the Yucatan Peninsula this summer, and I went on a tour for the Mayans, and there I'm listening to this guy, and he says, you know, and the word for male and female, the Mayans, was ish and isha. And the guy's talking about, they had cartouches. All those three words are Hebrew words. Now, how do these little guys (laughs) down in the Yucatan Peninsula in Central America... Who also built pyramids. Use the same Hebrew words for male and female. And I'm sure if I do some more study, there's some other Hebrew words in there. And all their worship is a distortion of the original given by God. Where'd they get it from? Where'd they take it from? The Tower of Babel. God dispersed them. You have pyramids. The Aztecs. The Incas. The Mayans. Interesting. They all took the blueprint. And of course, we don't want to be sued for so we change it a little bit. <laughs> General William Booth, the founder of the uh, Salvation Army, defined it when he said this: quote, I consider that the chief dangers which will confront the 20th century will be, by the way, we just turned the 21st. Listen to his words, almost prophetic. This is the danger. Religion without the Holy Spirit. Christianity without regeneration. Forgiveness without God. And heaven without hell. Welcome to the American church. There are churches this morning and people sitting down and they never take Bibles. And they listen to a man from the pulpit that speaks things that have nothing to do with the Bible Or such a general message that it offends nobody. You would never understand that you have to repent. You would never know that you're a sinner. All you know is that God loves you. What a scary, scary message is going on today in America. The mother-son worship of Mary and the Christ child in the Catholic Church comes from the worship of the wife of Nimrod, Simrami's and her son Tammuz, who supposedly was conceived through a ray of light miraculously, contradicting and counteracting the prophecy of the virgin birth of Christ of Genesis 3.15. She was worshipped as the queen of heaven. Jeremiah forty four seventeen 17 through 19 tells us that. Mary's called the queen of heaven in the Catholic Church. You know that, don't you? Tammuz was worshipped as a deliverer who supposedly was killed by wild boars one day and resurrected 40 days afterwards. That's where you get your 40 days of Lent, by the way. And he was worshipped through coloring eggs. It's found throughout the world, the worship of the Madonna and the Child all over the world under different names, but it's the same one. Sam Rami's Tammuz, the original from Nimrod. They would worship Tammuz coloring eggs. Listen to Ezekiel 8, 14. So he brought me into the door of the north gate of the house, the Lord's house. And to my dismay, women were sitting there weeping for Tammuz. And Jeremiah forty four seventeen 17 speaks of Samram. He's the queen of heaven, the mother of Tammuz. That's where you get the worship of the cross, from the T, Tammuz. Not really from the crucifixion of Christ. The book of Romans records for us the facts from the Tower of Babel onward. Man knew about God who created everything, including man, and judged the world by the flood, and the mutual knowledge of that record was handed down by Noah. Romans 1.19 tells us that. They, when they knew God, okay? They were close to the flood, close to the grave, they knew. Verse 18 Says, man suppressed and held down the truth about God in unrighteousness, and God's wrath was revealed from heaven. Pretty specific. Certainly, it was in Tower of Babel. Then, verse 20 says, men knew about God's invisible attributes from the evidence of creation. He had the greater revelation, and he had to be greater than creation. He knew that. Therefore, they are without excuse, verse 20 of Romans 1 says. Without excuse. Then verse 21 and 22 of Romans 1 says that man, though he knew God, did not glorify him as God, nor was thankful, but became futile, vain in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Listen, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And then verse 23 through 27 says that man began to worship the creation, which is idolatry, and changed the natural use of the woman and the man into perversion of homosexual lifestyles. Receiving to themselves, listen, this is scripture, the penalty of the error which was due to them. They deserve the penalties, the consequence of lifestyle like that. And he finishes off by revealing that man refusing to retain God in his knowledge was given over by God to uncleanness, vile passions, and a debased or reprobate mind, the threefold giving up of God. In order to do things which were not fitting or appropriate as God created and designed them to be. Romans 1, 24, 26, and 28. Romans chapter 1 is describing what happened to the Tower of Babel and has continued throughout the history of man in rebellion against God in different forms. They were not ignorant. They were willfully ignorant, as Peter says. They knew God. They knew he created everything. They knew he destroyed the world before Adam. And they still rebel. It's no different today. And you may be here this morning, and you may think you're okay because you have your own system, your own beliefs. If your system and your belief does not line up with the word of God, you don't know it, but you're headed for hell. You're a sinner, and you need to repent from your sins and ask Christ to forgive you, and he will do that. He can change your life. The perversion of Nimrod was that he knew about God and the prescribed worship of God, and he rebelled against both, as will the Antichrist. This is the rebel Nimrod. Pretty ugly picture through these three lenses, huh? He began good, but man did he turn ugly. The person of Nimrod had a seeming humble beginning, as will the Antichrist. The power of Nimrod was used to turn men from God, as will the Antichrist perversion of Nimrod was that he knew about God and the prescribed worship of God, and he rebelled against both, as will the Antichrist. Book of Genesis, book of Revelation, bookends, everything in between is a fulfillment. Now, are you a rebel like Nimrod? You can change that by humbling yourself and calling the name of Lord Jesus Christ and be saved by grace through faith.
0: Pastor Xavier Reese and the Simple Solution for Rebellion. Now you can request a copy of today's important Bible study from Genesis called The Rebel Nimrod. It's available on CD for just $4. Now this also includes what we heard the last time we were together as well. So the title to ask for once again is The Rebel Nimrod or simply mention today's date when you contact us. And please, don't forget to mention the call letters of this station when you contact us. Now be sure and join us for the next edition of Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com